Yo, my brother. Yo, who the, who the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, hi. Hey, uh, Ati. It's, it's Blessing. Speaking. Who's this? Blessing who? Uh, you know, Blessing, you know, the challenge. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming back to me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want? Wow, uh, you know, I just wanted to invite you on to my podcast. You know, I've been I've been doing it for a few weeks now. Thought it'd be great to catch up. You know, chat. Okay, you know what? I'm a busy man, but I like you, blessing. I'll come oh. through. I'll come through. Wow. Okay. Thank you for you know <laughs> blessing me with your presence. Hey. Wow. No, no, not do that. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be the first time you've said that. <laughs> Gosh, I hate the. Po- oh. Have you said that? Have you said that before? Be I honest. probably have, and I blocked it out. I don't know. I want to say at least like three years, four years, maybe. Because I did see you at carnival once. Yes. Like. Yeah. We saw each other at carnival that one time. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure that was like, that must have been like maybe a summer or two after the challenge. Yeah. Oh, the challenge. Good times. Good, good times. Good times. Good times. Life changing experience. I know. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even going to lie. It was definitely, it was definitely yeah. a a good a good time for me like i feel like it opened my eyes and helped me meet more people outside of my school yeah yeah mm, for sure like that was like um it was ah uh, you know it sounds cheesy saying it's a life-changing experience in it but um, for me it, it was a little bit of it. in what way like i don't know um you know what it is at the time i was in a second in a sixth form and i really really hated it Mm. and it was like just being able to feel like part of something I guess because like one of the things about that sixth form was like it, it felt very like a little bit hostile at times in that like I had people I was friends with hello oh yeah I'm still here I'm just letting yeah. talk I had, cool. I had people I was friends with but um it didn't it always kind of felt like I was an outsider and that's because I only went there for sixth form I didn't go there for secondary school but like having the challenge like in between those two years it was it was yeah it definitely helped it definitely helped that's good to oh that's actually good to know because when when we I mean to anyone listening like we the challenge is like this what what is it it's like a voluntary NCS kind of program that the government runs where you like you go on a trip for a week and then you come back and you do some volunteer work with a team of people in your area and it was it was really cool like this is this is literally that's where I met you and made some good friends but from that experience I feel like I just I thought you were just like the chill like silent guy just was sitting there like we would laugh and joke but then whenever it came to just being you were just sitting there being chill and I was like yeah Atu, Atu just just knows what just knows what he's doing. He just knows what it's about. I wouldn't say I know what I'm doing, but <laughs> that's not why I'm chill. A lot of times it's the opposite. Like I don't know what's going on. Maybe if I'm quiet, people notice. <laughs> <laughs> like if I if I don't speak, they'll they'll never clock on. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, it works. It works. 
So I feel that, a lot of people like that. Is that like your your method in life now? Do you just you just go through being quiet, only speaking when you feel like you mm. you, you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, it's not the best method. I wouldn't recommend, but um, pretty much how I roll. Wait, why wouldn't you recommend it? Because uh, you know what? Like, it, okay, it's been some scenarios, but um, like, for example, if you need to network or things like that, you can't really just like fold your arm and say, I'm only going to speak when I want to speak. <laughs> like, you yeah. have to push yourself sometimes. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Literally, I feel like the yeah. the... Me- the... The challenge was uh, helpful with that. But I get that networking yeah. thing because after uni, I felt I, anytime I was in a situation, I was like, okay, I got to find a job. This isn't, I got to put network mode on. And it would be like talking to people and being eager and being smiley. And then at the same time, I, in my head, I'm like, I hope these people don't feel like I'm begging it or they can't see mm. through my, like, my really tight smile that I really need this job. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, everyone gets it though. I feel like the older I get, people are like, I guess, I guess a bit less concerned with begging friends and more just like, yeah, I mean, I might, I might just want to talk to you or like, I might be, there might be an opportunity here or whatever, but like, I feel like people are a lot less judgmental about it. That's true. So what have you, what have you been up to? Because I see a lot of your, your music popping up on my feet now. So what are you doing now? Yeah, the music still. No, um, you know what it is? I, wo- I work in a school. Okay. I have a technician in a school. Yeah. Um, because Corinne's going on, I feel like I can't really say that's what I do. So I've not done it since like March. <laughs> and it's looking like I'm not going to do it again until September. So I've just been doing music. So were you like a teacher or were you like a. No, I was, I'm a lab technician. So I'm like technical oh, support. Okay. Yeah. I thought in my head, I was like, I was imagining you being a music teacher, like helping the kids nah. explore their musical sides. Nah, that's not me still. I've, <laughs> I've considered it, but um, I'm, wait, I'm way too impatient to be a teacher. I feel that. Like, even like, um, things like just not swearing. Like, <laughs> as me and my job, I'm not allowed to swear. Around kids, at least. But um, I've done it, like, once or twice. And obviously, in a situation where it's kind of valid, isn't it? Like, I must have <laughs> done something. Like, for example, one time, um, I was trying to light a Bunsen burner. And I had plugged it in to the wrong socket. Mm. so like, I turned on the wrong plug basically and I'm there like trying to light it and the teacher told me and there was only like two in the class but they told me I plugged it into the wrong thing but um he didn't say exactly what I'd done wrong so I just kind of ignored him because like he's a bit uh he's a cool guy but he's a bit silly long story short um the Bunsen burner obviously doesn't light but mm. um it goes the fire starts coming directly from the gas tub. oh oh shit oh yeah that's bad yeah, so like my natural was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and then he's like, oh, I told you, I told you. But the thing is, when it came on, it was like going straight onto my arm. Oh. So I was like, yo, you saw this happening. You should have taken more precautions to stop it from happening. This is literally in between a sketch. Like, this is a this is a skit waiting to happen. Yeah. I don't blame. I mean, I don't blame you for swearing in that scenario. Like, if I was about to be set on fire, I would say fuck too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's the balance you gotta have in it. Like you can you can swear. Like obviously I can't really say that. But um you can swear in certain scenarios, but it's just as long as like the students can kind of see, okay, yeah, that was definitely a time where I'd have been very scared. Like Yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. <laughs> so are you like the, the cool teacher? No, no, no. I'm a lab technician. So are you the cool lab technician? Oh, the cool lab technician. Yeah, just the cool, the cool adult in school. Uh, nah, nah. I wouldn't really call myself a cool person. 
You know what? It's it's really hard to judge because um, teachers. I mean, students complete. What's what I'm looking for? They treat, they treat me way different to the way they treat teachers. Yeah. So, like bad kids, for example, they will speak to me. We have like a good time, blah blah. But the bad kids in the lessons, they are like terrible to deal with. So, and especially because like we give the students, it makes sense for them to be nice to us because like, if you like, for example, if you want like three sheets of paper, I'm only meant to give you one. And to be honest, I will give free in it. Like I do not follow the rules exactly, but um, it's a thing where it just makes sense for them to be nicer to us than they are to the teachers. Mm, I, so, that. I mean, but I'm a cool person though. So. <laughs> I'm I like how you said that, that in at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So music, like I wanna, yeah. I really wanna touch on that because I remember when I was at uni and you were at uni. I kind of, I think I heard like either through the grapevine or maybe when we talked once that you were in choir in your university. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you were in choir oh, of like my cousin. And Oh, was, yeah. Was it Jessica? Yeah. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, okay. That's nice. I was doing, doing choir, you know, you know, praising God. And then oh. a few, like maybe a few months later, I saw you do your music and I was like, this is kind of different, but I'm liking it. What were you expecting gospel? I said to be honest, I was. What okay, to be fair, what was the first thing you heard from me then? I wanna know how different it was. I think it was because you you started posting clips, I think, on Instagram. So what was it me playing the guitar? It was yeah, it was that. Alright, okay, yeah, that's quite different, to be fair. But um yeah, no, I didn't get into doing that because I wanted to do gospel music. It was just that like I played guitar mm. and um I was good friends. I'm still friends with him now, actually. Um, one of the people that wanted to go to church, and he also played guitar. Yeah, I think he played guitar. Yeah. Or he might, might have just sung. I can't remember. It was a while ago. <clears throat> but um, that was the main reason I went. And plus, like, there were cool people in the music group. And I like playing music in a group. Like, there's something way different to that. Other than, I mean, when you're just... Sorry, I'm finding it really difficult to speak. <laughs> it's but, okay. Um, it's okay. What's it called? There's something different about playing in a group as opposed to just by yourself. Because like the way the music comes together, it genuinely feels like something else. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was mostly there for the music. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I was kind of religious at that point. But at that point, I was more just like coming away from Christianity. Interesting. So, yeah. Do you Sorry, find? I that one. <laughs> oh wait, I was about. I was even actually about to ask. Do you find yourself, like, do you find yourself pulling away from that, or you're not really in into Christianity anymore at the moment? Uh yeah. I feel like I've already pulled away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in my life where, like, I had decided that I wasn't okay with things just being like muddy. Like, there's a lot of like, okay, we just don't know, but um, that's just how life is. Mm. and I was I just couldn't deal with that because like I'm a I feel like I'm a scientist at heart <laughs> like I need to have tangible not not evidence or even facts but like you need to be able to I need to be able to base this off reality so like um I went a lot of phases and I went to the Bible studies as well <laughs> but um yeah I'd say now I'm like uh, an energies person a spiritual yeah. person. You're, you're an energy guy. Yeah. That's, that, 
like no that's not even shade I just I always I'm always interested in hearing people's journeys in terms of like spirituality and religion because I feel like it's it's a constant journey for everyone so whatever you end up is but you don't end up anywhere you just it's just a continuous journey yeah yeah that's yeah that's it's a continuous journey but yeah so um I don't know though. I feel like putting religion into songs, like whatever I do believe, I do do like very, very sparingly, because I'm um, I'm very reflective. Like before I was quote unquote an energies person, I would have found it like very difficult to get on board with some of those concepts. And I say that because I did, even though they made like the most sense to me at the time, I had the biggest amount of resistance because I'm like, all you guys just sound like idiots. Like, <laughs> Like so, yeah. I was very judgmental about. Wait, it. wait. So, what do you mean? <laughs> Roll it back. I mean, like, when they're talking about like all this wishy washy stuff, like lovey dovey. Uh, you got to. It just, it just didn't. Um, it was partly to be in my defense, right? Hmm. Um, I feel like everything comes corrupt eventually, and I, I don't mean. I think I feel like a lot of the information online is kind of corrupt, but not in a way that like people are trying to. To lie to you it's just like when someone else regurgitates information it's diluted mm. and i feel like that happens a couple times before it gets to like youtube which is like my main source of information so like um i feel like what i was really kind of annoyed with was just the the fact that it kind of felt like a lot of people didn't know what they were speaking about so i don't know that's what i had a resistance to okay do you feel, um, yeah, no, no, sorry, go on. No, yeah, it's like also a lot of things like, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's complicated as well, that's something. Mm. Just, uh, just to, put, um, to put a long story short. It's I mean, we've got time to go long if you want to, so it's up to you. I mean, how long do you want this to be? <laughs> no, I mean like, say for example, like reincarnation. Yeah, okay. I remember yeah, I was speaking to my friend about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, by the end of the conversation, he was like to me, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I understand that. Like, I understand how, like, how you believe that. Like, and how like, I understand this as a like concept. I remember like sitting back and thinking to myself, wow, this has never happened before. I've never like spoken about like any of my spiritual beliefs and someone just said, yeah, yeah, I get it. Because it's usually like questions upon questions that become more and more difficult to answer because I have to go more and more details and other things. Hmm. So have you always felt resistance from other people in like your in the terms of your own journey or like how how you you've been figuring out your own version of energies or spiritualities? Have you felt like other people have always been like, yeah, but or no, that doesn't make sense? Um, no. See the thing is the thing about me is I'm quite I'm usually like quite good at winning arguments and but people don't <laughs> my friends, for example, I don't really get challenged by them like Damn. okay uh, but also like uh no one i really i'm really close to is like extremely religious i do have a few friends don't get me wrong but it's like um i guess that's not that's not a topic interest everyone i think that's the main thing about it because me personally i'll just speak about whatever interests me i'm a bit, a bit weird like that but it's kind of like i don't know i'll get the same reaction to that as i do from like something like skating or something I skate as well, by the way. Okay, cool. I like that little tip. Are you a jam skater? What is a jam skater? So, have you been seeing those videos of 
women, not even just women, but the ones I've been seeing are women who are like playing music and they're kind of skating to the music. Like when you had the roller rinks in the 70s or the 60s, it's kind of that vibe. But it's a lot of like beautiful black women with like Afro puffs kind of skating to the music. No, I'm not a jam skater. You're not a jam skater? I'm more of a, I want to say street skater, but I'm not really good enough to call myself a street street skater yet. Amateur level street street skater. That's to say, whose criteria do you have to meet to be able to call yourself a street skater? Can you not um, just be like, own. I'm a street skater? No. <laughs> you can't? I have to meet my own criteria first. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like, you got to have levels for yourself. Oh, so- sorry. My bad. Oh. But yeah, that's not something that I pursue, though. Is that just that's something you do, you do on the side for fun? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have enough skills that I'm trying to pick up right now. <laughs> like, skating is just a bit... It's, sometimes it feels like one too many. So you've got multiple interests and multiple things yeah. that you enjoy, but also you have things that are like, oh, these are things I have to pursue. Uh, no, I never feel like I have to do anything. I just do things I want to do. Hmm. Saying that loud, that sounds like a very toxic mindset to have. I don't think so. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, um, I do, obviously I have a day job, <clears throat> but I do music. I do a podcast as well, Blue Ticks podcast. Check it out. Okay. Um, and I do make a note of that. Thanks. I do like uh, also write and I produce. I'm also gonna start a like radio show slash podcast type of thing. Oh, nice. With like two of my friends. But it's none of these are things that I feel like I have to do though. These are just it's things just, like, you, like, you want to do. Yeah, yeah. These are my passions, like yeah. yeah. What kind of kind of what I'm drawn to? Yeah, what kind of show is like? Where's the show gonna be? What radio station? Um, you know what? There's this guy we came across. He has an app called Grammarly or Gramophone. No, no, it's Gramophone. Um, and it's basically like if you have a link, you can use that to like people can tune in through that link, and it's only gonna be like every two or three months. But um, it's mostly going to be for like SoundClouds or like Mixcloud or mm. stuff like that. That's what you're talking do. Hold on, let me make a note of that. Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Gramophone. What I can put your touch with the guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, that'd be cool. I'm trying to, like, similar to what you were saying about having things you're interested with, I feel like I'm kind of in a space where there's ultimate goals and then there's also the things on the side that interest me. Like, Doing yeah. radio and podcasts is something I did for, uh, I've done for a while, like maybe for the past few years, but it's never been like, this is like the, fu- this is like a final goal. It's just something yeah. I enjoy doing. It's like an outlet. And then if it, if it helps me connect with other people, if other people can get something from it, then that's double, that's like double enjoyment, double greatness for me. And I love that. But like yeah. my passion, like my passion, passion is my writing. So I feel okay. like this is a great way of, bringing in that creative side of me that just wants to talk and then when i want to like actually put stuff on paper i can focus on that other side yeah i don't know you right what do you write um it's, it's a mix of things it's kind of like a lot i'm trying to focus on script writing at the moment but a lot of okay. my writing right now is kind of like short stories or um what's that what's the phrase like train of thought kind of writing where you just kind of sit down right, with okay. a piece of paper and you just write what comes out and then yeah it becomes something <clears throat> So when you do that, is it like a monologue or is it like a scene that's taking place? You know what? It usually 
you, I guess you could call it a monologue because when I read it back, it's often from my perspective. But then there's sometimes whenever I'm like purposely trying to be like, okay, this is a story or a script, then yeah, it becomes a scene. So yeah, a lot of my, and writing has always been my thing that has helped me regulate. Oh, don't know if regulates the word, but like get out my emotions. I've always yeah. had, I've always had like not, not always the best, the best, uh, I've always been good at like vocalizing them to people. But if I put them on that page, I'm like, oh yeah, shit, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah, it helps you understand them. Yeah, exactly. You're looking back yeah. and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize this is it. And like, sometimes there's a thing called free writing. So you just keep on writing until like you give yeah. yourself a time limit. And then when I get to like the end of the time limit and I realize, oh, I've said this thing here. I didn't even realize that was something that was coming into play. I just thought I was feeling away because of this one thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How do you feel though? Like once you once you've got that out, is it like emotional like drained? Yeah, it's it's like it's like you basically told someone the inner workings of your mind, and but it's it's just on the page, and it's, it's actually draining because sometimes you're like, whew. Sometimes I'm like, whoo, I've like I, I did a lot today. Look at me getting in touch with my emotions, being emotionally yeah. mature. Oh, that's me done yeah, for like another feeling, month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I go through a similar thing, but like for me, it's like um, because I I'm writing songs a lot of the time. Whenever I find myself like uncovering emotions just as I write them, there's always the question that arises of like, okay, do I want other people to know these emotions? Because I didn't I didn't know this till just now, and I don't know how I feel about it. Yet. So it's kind of like, do I put myself out there, or do I just uh, keep this not inside, but like just just for my just for me sort of thing. I relate to that so much. I had to just unmute myself like on and off because I was like, oh shit, yeah, I get this. No, it's like it's it's you're making yourself raw. Like people basically see your underbelly, like the soft side of you, and you're not sure if you want them to see that because this yeah. is it's kind of personal. It's personal to put all that on a page. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But the thing is as well, I feel like <clears throat> there's the there's like a vulnerability that's just kind of expected when that comes from like uh, like I go to a lot of um, open mics and they're mostly poetry, right? And um, I mean, po- I'm not I wouldn't say poetry is all the same. I would never say that, right? But um, if you're not being vulnerable in a poem or funny, there are there are some exceptions where you can be funny, right? But if you're not being vulnerable, most of the time it's just a bit like, why are you in poetry? Like, do you get me? <laughs> yeah that's not my opinion that's just kind of like how from going to that i kind of went to them i kind of get the impression i kind of get that kind of impression actually i get that too i tried poetry and i try and i tried it with like the intent of like okay i will perform this but then reading back and at it i was like i don't know if this is this is raw enough i don't know if i'm as in touch with my emotions as I should be because whenever i've been to open my people performing like you said it's either funny or it's like there's real depth and emotions there. And sometimes yeah. when you're reading your own words back, you kind of become critical in your head, or at least I do. I'm sometimes looking at it like, I don't know if this is, I need to, I need to go deeper. I need to tap in deeper. Like, you're not getting yeah. deep enough, bless it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. The thing is, right, one of the things that going to Adam Max has taught me, yeah, but it's more, it's more something I've realised <laughs> more um, lately, is that... Um, it's like, it's really, really easy to undervalue like something you've done because you don't quite see it for what it is because it's come from you. Like there's a, ah, like from, in the same way that like you can really observe, like, 
how do I even say this? In the same way that, like, um, for example, you can't see your eyes unless you're looking in the mirror, right? And let's just say we live in a world of no mirrors. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't you can't quite understand your own expression. You get me? So it's kind of like it's for others. Mm. It's for others to obviously you can't you can't understand it, but you can't quite understand how it, it will it will affect others, how how it comes across. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I get that. Not 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 until like you're like at least a practice writer. Not until you have experience. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's it's like the thing, like you were saying, you can't see your eyes. Like you know when you take pictures or you see a picture of yourself, and you don't yeah. you don't always recognize yourself. You're like wait is that me or or like oh i think it is pictures yeah so sometimes you don't realize that you see yourself one way but other people see you another way so like they might see you might focus on maybe the nose and look outwards while they might focus on your eyes and then look downwards and build your face from that like yeah i'm kind of i'm rambling a bit but i get what you're saying yeah, yeah. To I was rambling way worse. Like, I feel like, you know what it is? Now that I can't hear myself, I feel like the, the silence is deafening. Like. <laughs> I mean, anything to help you get in touch with the feelings, the emotions that you need to get out, honestly. All right, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> but yeah. So did you ever give poetry another try, or? I, I've never, no. Uh, no, I think um, I enjoy open mics. And to be honest, when things open up, I actually make it like I go to more because there's one to in Shoreditch once that I enjoyed. Um, what one was that? I think it was in Rich Mix. It might have been Apples and Snakes. I'm not sure. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I don't think I've heard of it. It was really good. Um, oh. And I think I'm going to try and make sure I go to them because I just enjoy being in a space where you hear other people who write actually express what they're feeling whether it's deep stuff whether it's funny stuff whatever it is you get a taste of that and I think it might actually encourage me to be more open and forthright with the things I'm experiencing or I'm feeling because with the thing whenever I write like we've been saying this whole time I look back at it and I'm like this is real this is some emotional shit but I have hard I have a hard time giving that to someone else or showing someone else that unless I'm in like some kind of intimate or committed relationship with you so I want to get to a place, not where I'm like giving everyone my most innermost thoughts, but I can at least can share some kind of, I can allow myself to be a little bit raw with people because I feel like not only does that help me, but it might help someone else. Yeah, yeah that's the thing as well. Like, uh, I think that's kind of what um, kind of pushed me in, pushed me in, that, in the direction of doing it. Like, um, the way that sometimes I might be listening to music and then there's this one line that I feel like I feel like I wrote it in a way like because it kind of so so well like sums up like my emotions but then like once you break it down like that's quite a but that person probably felt like quite vulnerable to do that and I don't know seeing someone else do that it kind of makes me feel like it's okay to do it I should say like it doesn't make me want to do it but it feels like I'm okay to do it because like honestly if I if I could just make my rappy music I would but I feel like I'm just saying saying what's on my mind <laughs> and it happens to be that way so that's kind of that's nice though I mean the, you can stop me if you don't want to get too deep into it but what has been on your mind lately that's been coming out in your music uh you know what's funny actually it's actually it's difficult to vocalize because um I'm working on this uh, EP at the moment and kind of like one of the main, if not the main um, theme of it, is like the intangibility of like 
feelings like and it's, it's it's like particular feelings that i'm kind of focusing on but it's um i'm kind of trying to leave them as as intangible as they are just to kind of help me with my creative process because like um I don't know, I've been inspired ever since I saw this interview with this um, artist, visual artist, right? Um, he was saying that what he does when he creates is um, he just draws and he doesn't try to figure out what he's drawing until he's finished drawing it, because otherwise that will kind of interfere with the creative process. So right now it's just kind of like, when I feel a certain way, let me just write and then not really try and understand it too much until I've finished. And it's something that I've done in the past. And it's like, whenever you do, whenever I do that, I feel like, oh yeah, this is actually great work. But I don't, I, sometimes it's hard for me to tell whether it's like really great or it's just something that I have a really strong emotional connection to. But um, right now I'm kind of writing about, what was the last thing I wrote? You know what it is? It's kind of like happy stuff. It's happy in my eyes, but I know it sounds very, very mellow, very bleak. But um, I'll be talking about good stuff. Like it's 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 going in the right direction. I feel like. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> just hearing you talk about just the intangibility, I was like, yo, this is, this is deep. I love this. Just letting things come out and be yeah. what they are till you're ready to look back at it. Yeah. But I'm excited to see like... what's what you're bringing out. Thanks, thanks. Hopefully, it's not shit. Hopefully, it's not shit. I'm but sure we'll, see. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be too short. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's funny because I feel like that is just kind of how like conversations are. Think about it. Like you never really, you've never really fully understood what you're trying to say until you said it. You get me? Yeah, definitely. Especially when it's. I mean, even like this right now. I think some of the points of this conversation have been just talking and then we've ended up somewhere and it's like oh yeah this is this is what i meant this whole time mm -hmm. yeah language is weird language is a weird one <clears throat> language is very weird i think i mean when i think of my degree which is at which a large part of it is analyzing books and literature and films and stuff like that just the way that we use language and the way that it can be interpreted from person to person it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing yeah yeah, can be pretty annoying though. <laughs> it's, it's good about Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely good about Especially when there's miscommunication and you're like, yeah. no, this isn't, this isn't what I meant. Please yeah, don't yeah. get offended. I feel like I've got like such heated discussions over just like, we both had different different definitions for the same words. So it's like, for example, um, one time I was speaking to someone and this is like, this is, the thing is, okay, I'll just say it. I was speaking with someone and they were like, uh, if they had a child that was gay, they would disown them. Uh, what? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? What, like, where are you going with this? Because this person had a cisbian. Wait, what? So I'm just like, I'm so like, I'm baffled, completely like, <laughs> understandably, understandably, I feel like. I don't have to, quite, I don't have to explain like. No, you don't. That's mad. Um, yeah. But um, the thing is like. A couple hours later, this person like came back and was like, "Oh, by the way, by disown, I just meant that like I didn't I didn't mean that I would uh, leave them. I'd, like basically, this person didn't understand what disown meant, and she was like, uh, I, all I meant was uh, yeah, I would just like 
question them about it and like uh, it was she never to say something that was like okay cool you're you're being stupid right now I, I i couldn't quite tell if she didn't know what it meant or if she had just clocked how like what she had said that was trying to yeah her. i don't know to me it sounds like she realized how wild the statement was and decided to double back and be like actually no no um I, d- I didn't mean for it to be that extreme yeah, yeah. just, just pretend you, pretend you thought the word meant a different thing right right pretend i'm not as homophobic as I'm, I'm maybe portraying myself right now that's mad to me yeah it's very mad very very mad so wait what does she think disown men like you just don't talk to the per- no not even that she just said like wouldn't believe them like what she actually said was i wouldn't believe that they were gay i would just believe that it was a phase right so you just would be like oh i just i'm just gonna brush past it this isn't real i'm just gonna ignore yeah. this thing is that my child is okay yeah yeah that makes so much sense especially <laughs> if you have a sister who's a lesbian what yeah that's the weirdest part about it though because it's like you have someone that you love most like i have to think you would you, you at least I mean, you'd hope that she loved her sister yeah yeah so it's like other than how you've uh you can then say your child you would disown like Come, come now, come now. Let's be, let's that's be adults. That's so. That's <laughs> mad, and it makes me. It kind of makes me think of how, especially with a lot of the protests that have been happening recently, there have been a lot of discussions on being specific about who we're defending, and like some people are critical of that. So whenever we chant like Black Trans Lives Matter, people are like, "Oh, why do we need to say that? It's all included in the protest, so it's all included in Black Lives Matter," which is true. But some yeah, but... people forget, yeah, people, some people are ready to forget, like, these people are black people too, like, black trans people need to be protected, black queer people need to be protected as well. Yeah. Mm. I feel like a lot of it is just down to context, though, isn't it? Because it's like, um, I feel like if if we had started with All Latter, if that was, like, the name of, like, the organisation that first got it going or whatever, or whatever <clears throat> then, like, a... Like all lives matter rallies, person saying all lives matter, it would have a different meaning in it because like, now you're on board with the thing. But it's like because we've come from black lives matter, and now you're saying all lives matter. Now you're that that's where it's that context that kind of adds to the tension of it. So it's kind of like mm. the more we try and add more things to this and say, okay, but this this thing also matters, that thing also matters. The more it kind of like it, I feel like it can have the tendency to rub people up the wrong way. I, so kind of saying. Are you saying that, like, because... So you know how there's... Let me let me piece together my thoughts and let my mouth join and connect. So how Black Lives Matter was, like, the first thing. And then yeah. it, was in, it was instantly, like, the racists were like, oh, wait, but all lives matter. So they tried to rebut that. So if we yeah. came from a place where all lives matter was, like, the first thing, which yeah. would have made white people feel more comfortable and be like, oh, yeah, all lives do matter. And then we highlighted Black Lives Matter. You feel like it would have been... Less, there'd no, be no, less yeah. pushback to Black Lives Matter? No, I don't think there'd be less pushback, but I feel like it'd be a lot clearer of whose side everyone was on. Because I, like, I don't think, like, I don't think it would have made white people feel more comfortable. I think, like, at least I like to think, like, there are, I, don't, I feel hesitant to say this now, but, um, like, for example, when I, I went to um, one of the Black Lives Matter marches, and there were enough, enough white people there for me to say, okay, cool, I don't think every white person is uh, is uncomfortable with this, but um, it's just like it's just like I feel like I feel like people get caught up in like the the minor details, like saying 
like what you said earlier, like um, saying black trans lives matter. And it's like, okay, cool, but why do we have to focus on this? And it's like, um, can't we just uh, sort it out? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, what? Like, do you get me? Well, so, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think I would, I'd come back and be like, I get how it's definitely included. Like, whenever we talk about black lives, we're obviously meaning all black lives. But the problem that we're seeing is like, there's still some black people that aren't being protected by other black people or like who aren't being championed by other black people. And we're still seeing people facing like violence within our own community. And it's important to make sure that we're not also doing the work that white supremacy is doing to us in terms of like beating us down. We're not doing so that to other people that are also a part of us as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Damn, I was expecting like more of a back and forth because you said before like your friends can't can't argue with you, man. No, yeah, I mean I also know <laughs> when someone else is right. Like I'm not that's not because I'm stubborn, it's because I'm right. <laughs> like if someone else is right, then I'm just gonna okay, cool. Like, like yeah. <laughs> I mean hopefully we all, hopefully we all win in the end. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. The... Mm. Actually, speaking of process, I went to one on Saturday, like that just oh, went right. in Brixton. That was um, it was about scrapping Section sixty, so basically stop and search. Yeah. And um, you mentioned poetry, and actually there were two poets who spoke at the event because at first it was like an event in <clears throat> Windrush Square, and then it became a march. So we marched to Brixton Police Station, and then afterwards the march carried on to Elephant and Castle, and it was. What was interesting is like listening to the poets, they were both, they both had different styles and you could tell that one was maybe a bit more nervous than the other, but it's like hearing that, what we were talking about, about that, like the, the emotion, like feeling that both of them, you could feel that coming from their words. There was yeah. definitely one who I felt like I, I was gripped more by because she was kind of speaking to me. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah. The, way, the way you're speaking, the way that the pattern is flowing, I get this. And, um, but yeah, it, it's just, expression, expression is beautiful, man. I think I was not expecting a whole, I wasn't expecting it to be like a bunch of different performances, a bunch of different things at the beginning. Like there was musicians, there was poetry, there were speeches, and then it became a march. And because I hadn't been to that part of the protest um, for a while, it felt nice to kind of just sit be surrounded by other black people performing and talking and then go yeah. on and do the protesting. It was, it was a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That must be nice. I've not like, when I've, I've, I've only been to one protest actually, but, um, unfortunately there were no, um, there were no, uh, what's it called? Performances or anything, which I'd have really liked. Cause I've seen, I've seen a few of them on stories and it does look, uh, it, it looks like something that you would be part of in it. Oh shit. Sorry. I muted myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I'm sure we're part of it in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> oh, brother, I too click, 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 click. Yeah, I can, I can still tell my, my grandchildren I lived through it. So. Oh my gosh. The whole, the memes about telling your grandchildren about 2020 is going to be, is wild because it's going to be true. I can imagine yeah. sitting little Bukola on my lap and being like, let me tell you something, little girl. This is what we went through. You think I wanted to be in the house for five months? <laughs> Now you know what. Yeah. You know what? Actually, how do you think they will they will be able to like? What do you think their reaction to that will be? Because like, okay, for example, have you ever had like your 
grandparents or, or parents like kind of sit you down and say, oh, in my day, we had this and that, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And I just roll my eyes or I'm like, yeah. if I'm interested, but most times it's like, oh, okay, here we go again. So they probably just roll yeah. their eyes at us like, oh, here you go again, talking about that 2020 thing. Yeah, but it's like, the thing is, I feel like the reason like those memes are going around is because like, this is a genuinely like interesting thing. Like for me, there's nothing really that like any of my elders have said. There have been a few things, like, but more like specific to the person. Not not a time that everyone had to live through. But, like there's no there's no no one has really said something to me that's like, oh yeah, we lived through this time. And I'm like, oh wow, that must have been like really weird. Unless unless they're like old and they're talking about the war. Like yeah. I think it's similar to like, me, yeah. My dad always talks yeah. about his experiences and his family's experiences. He never phrased it like, oh, I lived through a time where segregation was still a thing or whatever. I mean, technically it was a thing when he was born, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But I do feel like this one will be a, a, good, a good story. Though. <laughs> I'm interested like... to see the art that comes from this because I'm already seeing songs that are like quarantine, like quarantine vibes or coronavirus oh, songs. Gosh, and I'm yeah. like... I'm I'm interested to see like what TV is gonna look like because obviously a lot of productions have been put on hold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the thing is, for the longest time, I was resisting even mentioning the Corona or quarantine and any any music, right? Because like in my mind, it's like, oh yeah, this will be within like two months. We've thought about this, yeah. But obviously, like however many months later, we're still there, and it's like, right, it's actually life, you know. This isn't a phase. Like it's, it's still life as far as like we're concerned. I still, we still have to wear masks on the tubes and, that, and it's like, um, it's gotten to the point where anyone as an artist is like, it's kind of like near impossible for you not to have mentioned it by now. So it's like, there's a, there's a different wave coming. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, oh, come on, let's talk, not talk about waves. Cause we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, hold tight, second like wave, we don't need wave. it. <laughs> uh, do you think it will come though? Oh, to be honest, the way things are going, I think it's likely because this whole like everything is going back to normal in quotes when they're really like we don't need to be going back to normal. And I get the economic side of things, but the fact that we're putting all these precautions in place just so that people can have we're putting all these precautions in place and people are kind of going back to doing like normal stuff like going out to eat and like chilling in places and going to some kind of events though they're reduced sizes i still feel that there's so much risk and like people on the tube are starting to get lax like i was on the tube this week because when i went to the protest and when i was coming back home and then some people some guy just like sat down next to me and was like looking at me like you're right and i was like what what do you mean you're right there's a pandemic So I just got up and walked away because I was like, are you people okay? We're meant to be keeping two meters apart from each other. People are starting to get too relaxed. You get paranoid then when when you're in crowds or... Oh, yeah, definitely. If if someone's lying too close behind you, Mm -hmm. you're like... Yes. I'm like, "Mm, you need to back up. It's a pandemic. We don't need to be doing this. I got really close to saying saying something the other day. And things, I'm not even like... I'm the type of person that has been like going out. Like, I, I, I can't stay inside. Like, so before anything was even open, like, I would just spend, like, hours in the forest every day, obviously by myself. But, um, <clears throat> I kind of need to be outside. Hold on, wait, what? You're just in the forest? What are you doing in the forest? Um, chilling. I'm writing it. Oh, it's your writing spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, writing, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounded like, 
They're ominous, like, whatever. <laughs> I'm just no, I mean, like, <laughs> don't you like the forest? Don't you like nature? I like nature. I, I like nature. Yeah, I like nature. It's just the way you're talking about it is like, a lot, it's like you're doing a lot in the forest. I'm like, what's, what's going on in the forest? I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of, in the forest. I'm not, I'm not saying that stuff doesn't go in the forest. I'm oh, stuff's going forest. down in the forest. Okay. Yeah, occasionally stuff goes down Okay. But um, no, we don't talk about that still. I'm sworn to secrecy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like once uh, the restrictions got eased a bit, um, I've been to like a few places, but... Uh, I usually, it's, it's always in my mind. Like if I'm talking to someone, there's always like a respectful distance. It's like things like that. But um, I feel like when it comes to other people, it's a bit like, like for example, I was in like today. I was just waiting in a line and they still have those like um, pieces of tape on the ground, like where you're meant to stand, right? And it's like, I would stand like, the, the distance between me and the person in front of me, but the people behind me would just be like right next to me. And it's like, I'm not even a paranoid person like that. I'm not even like really antsy like that. But I was kind of looking like, uh, can we just please observe the rules? Just like, give me give me a young half a meter. Cause like, you know when someone's too close to you anyway? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I need some, I need some space, please, please. Just give me, not even a 40 meters, give me at least half a meter, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh. So, so I'm like, just let me breathe. Just let me breathe. <laughs> People be too up in, can be too up in your personal space anyway. Like, uh, sometimes when you're just shopping, even before Corona, I'd be, when someone got too close to me, I just would be like, what, what are we doing here? We don't know each other. And now exactly, yeah. it's like a pandemic. Now an intimate situation. <laughs> like, no, go on, sorry. <laughs> like, sorry go on. No, no, it's cool, it's cool. Um, yeah, now it's a pandemic. Like, I feel like it's even more reason for you not to be up in my space, but still somebody tries to find a way to get up in my space. But yeah, what were you saying? No, I was, no, I was just saying like what, like, and now you're now you're far too close to me, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. I suppose I'll say. Exactly. But, um, Back away, please. But uh, are we gonna mention what happened the other day or not? <laughs> oh shit! I forgot about. That. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, okay. Um. So. I have recently downloaded Hinge because um, I'm a single woman of 2020. So um, you need to find ways to keep yourself entertained, you know, besides looking after your mental health and do, picking up hobbies and shit like that. And um, it seems like I stumbled upon someone that looked very familiar while I was swiping. Um, actually, who was it? Who, who did you stumble upon? A handsome young man, I'm sure. So you'll need to... <laughs> You know what's mad? You're like the second person who I actually know in real life I found on this app. And oh, really? I've n- like who I actually know and was friends with like properly. Like I have not done on any other app I haven't really seen anyone, like maybe a random person from school who I kind of knew. But then I saw you and another guy and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Do I need to change my my like location? Because I feel like I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm just too far out from my area. Because how am I picking up people like this? Mm-hmm. So was that your first time like uh, using um, Hinge then? Yeah, because I used to just think of it as the way they advertise it is uh, it's meant to be deleted. So I used to just view it as a serious dating app and I shouldn't venture onto it because people are looking for relationships and I'm in a position where I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. Um, oh. So I was like, my friend just said, it's dating, just try it, see what you find. I'm not going to lie, um, I'm liking it so far. I've 
feel like I've had more, better conversations than the other apps because I was on Bumble before. And I actually like, I feel like there's more black people on Hinge or maybe it's just the way the settings are set up. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it's probably the settings, but I, going through it, I kind of feel like there's way more black people. But um, I do feel like, the, of the, I've only used like three, including Hinge. Now, I do feel like Hinge is the best, but I kind of feel like it's because it prompts you to speak a lot more. I mean, it prompts yeah. a lot more out of you before you get to the conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think the whole way that it has like, you can't just like, you can just like someone, but it's like, like and also send a message or there are yeah. prompts assigned to their pictures. I feel like it's it's way better than just swiping and hoping you guys like a match because then after that match, nobody could just say anything. Mm-hmm. Which is what happens, I'm not gonna lie. This is like, true, it does happen. The thing is like, I'm not even on there, I'm just on there for banner, innit? Like, there was oh, you're not like, looking for a wife? Dude. No, no. <laughs> the mad thing sad. But fucking... I was just on there, like, to have conversations. But it's like, a lot of the times what happened to me is like, I'll be like, okay, cool, yeah, let's speak. And then it it might be two days, honestly, it might be two hours. I'm just like, yeah, I've had enough of this. Like, close the app for the next, <laughs> for the next week or so. Wait, so... Yeah, I'm really, really bad. I'm really, really bad at it. You know what? I'm not even judging however the app works for you. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> were all different. <laughs> I feel like I am being judged, I'm not going to lie. What, me? I don't know. But I mean, have you met anyone from the app or did you just download it during the lockdown period? Nah, I've never, I've, I've, I've never met up any, with anyone from a, from a dating app. Yo, that was me until like a few days ago. I actually had my first actual date from a dating app and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, right? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> And I said that to him, okay. and he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I've never met someone from an app before. And yeah, yeah I mean, you are the first and you're all right. I mean, Stranger Danger was kind of playing in my head as I was getting off the bus because, you know, they tell us in school not to meet people off the internet. But I did yeah, it and yeah. he was all right. Yeah. They also said never to put your real name or pictures beside anything. I mean, that um, too. Yeah. Social network, so uh, I got away with that. So Yeah, to be honest, we're breaking all of those old rules. I'm gonna meet someone from there. Oh, okay. Someone that I, I knew before. Well, I didn't know ah. them before, ah. but um, I'd seen them before. So, so I mean, out. this is this is your so chance to like, shout out to them if you want on the platform. You know, nah, okay. so, so send out I'm a message. Let, let them hear you. Still, I'm alright. I'm alright. No, it's for okay. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have to be hard of your heart on here. You can be as open as you want. <laughs> release your feelings. <laughs> I am being exactly as open as I want. Thank you for making sure that I am. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, honestly, um, I might just make this blessings love hour, and anyone can just hop on, hop off, be a guest for five minutes, and you know, express their feelings to someone they're looking for, they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Honestly, reach out. Find some connection during these tough times, guys. Why don't you start us off? Me? What, what do I need? Yeah, why don't you send, send your message out to the world? I don't... To be, I mean, I feel like my message is clear. Hello. Hi. Um, here for a good time, a long time. Unless hey. you spark a long time. Hey. Hey, that's about it. Calm, <laughs> calm. <laughs> um, um. But yeah... I don't know though. I feel like every time I open Hinge, I'm like, yeah, I need to delete this app. Like, <laughs> I feel like for me, it's a worse waste of time than Instagram. Re- oh, okay. It's, like, it's not that I spend a lot of time on it, but it's just that it's so active. Like at least Instagram can be like, it can help me out with like, uh, 
like promoting myself as a musician or like with the podcast or whatever like hinge is just like all right let's waste some time let's completely just like burn some time <clears throat> and then see 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 where it gets me <laughs> see i like happens. how you found productiveness in a social media app and you're like you're better than the rest of us like you know i use this to promote myself i'm doing work but you know the dabs this this is where everything comes to die i need to delete these Mm. To be fair, we can say that I am doing it to promote myself, but sometimes I feel like that's just kind of what I tell myself. Once, once I reach like uh, the hour mark on Instagram, it's like, oh yeah, um, this is this is for my career. This is good. This is good. I need this. I need this. <laughs> and as I'm scrolling through memes, <laughs> uh, I like the I like the line to yourself. It's nice, you know. You gotta do it sometimes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not everyday truth. Yeah, you know. Mm. Uh I. So, have you seen, apart from this person you're meeting, have you seen yeah. anyone else, oh, no, apart from me, have you seen anyone else that you, like, vaguely recognise or you, you knew them in real life? Or oh, yeah, yeah, it's happened a couple of times. Oh, okay. Um, it's, like, sometimes, I've only, like, uh, spoken to one of them, because I was actually friends with her, like, for, like, just it was just, like, a really long time ago, innit? <clears throat> but, um, nah, most of the, actually, no, it's happened twice, we've spoken to two of them, too. But, um... But yeah, no, like, the thing is, the re- the way I use these apps is, like, it doesn't, I don't have conversations, like, I might say, like, one or two things, and then I just get bored. I just get bored. Oh, is, Yeah, on my, on my list of to-dos, that is bottom, check, reply to messages on Hinge is the, is the bottom of the list. Uh, like, I, I have friends and family that actually reply. Oh, okay, like, oh, sorry, friends and family. I are living an elite listen, life. Okay. I'm sorry. That I'm, sorry I'm a busy man. Busy man. Oh, schedule books every day, all day. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, on a serious note, though, like I'm bad replying to messages in general. So it's like, yeah, there are Hinge is not the one for me. It's not the one. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe you'll come back and I'll be like, oh, thanks to Blessing and her bobs, um, I found the love of my life from Hinge because she encouraged me to, mm. you know use the app for all it can offer if that happens then I... you're definitely coming to the wedding oh thanks man can i can i be in the party the wedding party yeah sure yeah i love it love it for sure for sure love it you know yeah. what actually happened um speaking of people <laughs> not replying properly i matched with someone yesterday on the app and then um i went away for 17 minutes i came back and he was like thanks for wasting my time bye and I was like, oh, okay, um, bye then. See, that's, that's a bit too high maintenance for me, I can't lie. 17, literally 17 minutes I was away and he was minutes. like, I'm done with you. And he you know in those 17 minutes, 17? he must have cried his eyes out. I was like, right, <laughs> he must okay. have cried. And before the he 17 minutes, he was up. calling me queen. He was like, oh, oh you, yeah. you kind of look like scissor. And I was in my head, I was like, no, I don't. Um, actually, actually, I do not. Now that he says, that, I can see the similarity. What's I can see, I can see it being a child. I can see it being a child. At least. <laughs> oh, you you look a bit like Sizzy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If, if I was to move to you, I might pull that one out. You, but Sizzy, you know what? I would. I, I took it at first. I was like, this is a compliment because she's a beautiful woman, talented. Yeah. But then when he came back 17 minutes later, like you've wasted my time. Goodbye. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. And another thing, I don't even look like Sizzy. I mean, there's, there's, there's a tiny similarity. I'm not, I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you do. What? And this is like the whole black people alike thing happening right now. I do not no, look no, no. anything you know like Sizzler. You know what it is? It's difficult to tell when someone looks like you. Because like for me, for example, 
like, I have a little sister. She's, like, 14 months younger than me. And a lot of the time, especially as we were younger, we used to get, like, mistaken for twins. But it's, like, we've never really looked at each other and said, oh, yeah, we look alike. It's always just, like, no, we have different faces. Like, there are occasions nowadays where we might say it. But it's because, like, um, she's starting wearing makeup and things and, like, putting her hair in different styles. So it's, like, there are occasions where, like, if she has no makeup and then, like, we both have her hair in a similar style, we might say, oh, yeah, we actually do look similar today. But, like, that's very, very recently. I'm talking, like, in the last, like, two or three years. For most of our lives, we've been, like, we don't look alike. Even though, like, most people will say, like, would have said we were twins. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, you're not oh. basically what I'm saying is you're not qualified to say whether you look like. Right, or okay, not. I'm not going to my own face. Wow. Yeah, no, okay. you're not. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Okay, great to know. Thanks, man, for mansplaining my face to me. You're anyway. Anytime. Anytime. Ah, uh, oh, fucking patriarchy. Ah. Uh, you know what? Mansplaining actually. I've, oh, I've real issues with don't, that. Don't. Don't. What are you about to say? <laughs> No, I said, like, what does it mean? Can you explain to me what mansplaining is? So, you know when a woman says something and then she is, she's knowledgeable in the field that she's talking about, but then a man will come and basically repeat the same thing that she said and say it as if, like, oh, let me teach you. That's mansplaining. Right, okay. So, if you say, like, um, something, you say something. Let, Let me attempt to mansplain right now. Okay, so oh, just... you want to do a mansplaining workshop? No, I, I, I want to make you yeah, a mansplaining workshop, please. Oh, okay. One thing, let, let me put this at the top of the list of things I never thought I would do. Um, all right, so what do I know? Um, okay, I so know... Basically, so basically, you never thought that you'd do this, and now that it's at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Is that mansplaining, what I just did? I mean, kind of, yeah. Because it's, it's just being dumb. It's basically repeating what I've said and like explain it as if you're telling me something new when I've li- I've literally just said it to you. No, or, the thing is, right? Oh, I get that. I get, okay. I get how that's a thing. Because right? guys definitely do like more than girls tend to just have, like when they they will repeat things back to you. Basically, I do it as well. But I, it's not like a thing of telling you, oh yeah. It's not. It's not telling you something new. It's just like a way of articulating that they understand what you mean. So, for example, you mentioned something about the experience you went through and I'll be like oh yeah I went through a similar experience and it's like I might have just repeated what you said to you in a different way but it's like yeah now you know I'm you sort of thing you know what you're doing right now what you're slyly mansplaining yeah literally my I'm telling you what it is and you're like actually blessing it's this no but like I'm trying to get you to see a more like empathetic point of view in it like because that's something everyone can relate to whereas you're trying to like you're using it as a more more of an attack like because uh, mansplaining isn't sorry. it's not a compliment sorry. to say someone's not, mansplaining no, this, isn't a, this isn't about an attack this is about lived experience as a attacked. woman you I feel, feel attacked oh the, you, yeah. the man feels attacked in this scenario cool yeah. I'll tell you about you my experiences as a woman I'm allowed to feel and you are now being like flipping it back to me saying like actually as a man I don't feel that's correct and I actually listen, feel attacked right, by listen, what you're saying listen, listen uh, I feel like um, this is getting a bit dicey right now I mean to be honest I'm about to kick you off of the podcast all I'm saying is... Um, Are you, you still can... mansplaining? Not... See, this is the thing. This is why I have an issue with the word. I'm not allowed to explain anything. No, no one is saying you cannot explain anything. But just explain my experiences back to me. I'm not explaining your experiences. Okay, what are you doing? Carry on then. What I was explaining my experience. I only ever explained my experiences. That's, that's all one can do as a human. Explain the experiences. Yeah. See, like, and even as I said that, I'm wondering if that was mansplaining. 
anything that I can do to help men look internally and actually consider other people, go for it. I'm happy to have helped you today. You should be trying to help people. Oh, wow. You know what? No, it's not my job. I'm good. So are you only men? You only try to help men look inwards? No, I'm just, I'm just here to do good unto the world. If you receive that and help yourself, then sure. Okay, fair enough. Mm. I like, I so like how... The, um, what? You're, you're like... Is it just that men happen to get a lot of, more of that help? When you explain to them that yeah, they're no, mansplaining. I hope not. Why do you hope not? Oh my gosh. Why do I hope that men don't get more out of what I'm saying? Yeah. I just hope that what I'm saying reaches all people. But at the same That's time, the right at the, the right same answer. no, but at the same time, I actively try and make like I am actively here for women, actively actively here for black women, like trying to make sure that experiences get heard. And I am also able to write experiences that they relate to. And if other people can get something from that, that's great. But I mean, I'm here to champion my black, my black sisters. So that's me. That's good. Good for them. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) How did you make that sound so petty? Oh, good for them. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a petty person. Um, No, I I didn't mean it. I was just joking. I was just joking. No, I I get you. You're you know what you are fine, Atu. Don't worry. When when I drag you in my comments later on, it'll, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I am what completely joking. <laughs> I assumed you were. Huh? I like. I assumed you were joking. I like to think you're gonna drag me. You do now. Oh yeah, probably. But to be honest, I do have to go to a meeting soon, so I think we might have to cut off the the podcast now. Cool. Cool. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, I I am going to say, like, if you want to plug yourself, this is the perfect time to do that. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, my name is Atu. I'm on a podcast called The Bluetix Podcast with some, with some cool dudes. Um, I'm also part of a music group, Dilemma Entertainment. I'm also, like, my artist name is Space2, the word space and the letter T and the letter U. Uh, I've got a show coming up, uh, 17th of September. If you want tickets, link is in my Instagram bio. Hey, gang. Thank you for coming on, man. Okay, thanks for having me.